What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals podcast. I'm Matt. My name, that's my name. That's who I am. I've always been that. Don't know why I messed that up. Anyway. <laughs> no, we're keeping that. I'm your GM. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a little while. Not too long. It's it's good to be back. Good to be playing. Uh, we got our full cast back tonight. And we're going to be wrapping things up this, this episode on our arc uh, of Homeward Bound. Uh, it's been a fun one. How's everyone doing? I parked my face <laughs> in a porcupine. And then it that struck me. That sounds... It sounds no. bad. <laughs> you said we're in the homeward bound, right? I just trying to role play a program. Oh, uh, uh, yes. I didn't think about that when I named the uh, the arc. It's more of an incredible journey, kid. I think that's fitting. I th- both both <laughs> of those had a cat, right? A cat and the, yeah, a dog, and a and, golden retriever, yeah, and a, and a bulldog. I think <laughs> we we had a cat and a giant. There should be a movie tavern in Alaria mm. that we visit at some point. Or just as similar shows, they 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 put on they put on plays. Watch Brand Swanson as he gets cast away in the Goblin Coves with his only friend, a small ball named Void. Void, <laughs> folks, we are so thankful that you spend your your precious hours listening to this podcast. Of oh God, they're precious hours. Us. Yep, they're precious hours. They're oh my God, precious they will never get back. Oh. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's like precious memories, but with clocks. That's right. Uh, listening to our nonsense, really. I mean, we we do thank you, and we are very appreciative. Uh, if you would, uh, we would love for any reviews or any uh, words of affirmation or or words of criticism and insults. You can send those to any of our uh, social media or email. Get in touch with us. We've gotten a few few emails, few. Few messages, few reviews, mostly insults. Yes, mostly insults. They all brighten our day. So stop. Um, Just give up. Cut it out. You also can check out uh, all of our resources that we've been using and uh, we play with. And uh, I think I'm going to try and upload some some of our uh, NPCs and adversaries that we've kind of encountered along the way. I think I'm going to try and if I have enough time. That's that's the question. If I have enough time, but try and get those up there as well. I know uh, that'd be kind of fun just to have out there for anyone who would like to use you can you can have nobby run around in your games or you can have a necromancer that always seems to fail in like i'll just give you raytheon's character sheet there you go Um, we've we've already got those (laughs) we've got those sort of first arc iterations of of the players uh (laughs) they're out there they're up in our resources a great job of uh of telling people what's actually happened to our characters in terms of like character sheet development you guys have a lot of XP. Y'all are getting getting up there. Getting up there most definitely. Get, pushing pushing that 500. Get, getting it close to that 500 milestone, which is pretty cool. I don't think I've ever had... I don't know, Seth, how, how much XP do you think we had in the Star Wars campaign? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could go ask Luke. <laughs> Yeah, Luke is the only character player that actually kept his character through the whole uh, whole campaign. But yeah, well, we're pushing five hundred. Y'all are getting close to that's a pretty big milestone. I'm gonna have to start. Um, I've I've looked over things this week, this this past pre- prepping for this arc coming up, and I realized like, oh man, I've got to start making these these adversaries tougher. Always a fun realization, and yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's jump into a recap. Let's kick this little uh, little doggy <laughs> along. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, you missed out on a, a little session. I kind of filled you in a little bit. 
Uh, let's recap the the. Do um, we recap the the whole the whole arc sort of in a condensed manner? For I'd us, be, I'd, I'd I'd be cool with that. Kind of. I don't think anything that. we can do is ever condensed. Uh, we drag yeah. things out so long. We we just we just spent forty minutes <laughs> introing. So you guys, uh, we started off yeah. this arc with you guys leaving. The Dwarven City, after y'all had defeated the Necromancer Merix, for one final time, he is dead. Uh, Raytheon stabbed a dagger straight through his throat, and and he died. Um, so yeah, y'all left the Dwarven City. Kachik got a new a new friend. He was able to steal a battle ram. Yeah, you guys uh, made your way from the Dwarven City across sort of the wilderness. Uh, y'all stopped in with the centaurs, checked in on them. They were doing much better now that the wor- uh, worm plague had been taken care of by y'all uh, in your time in West Cliff. Y'all then proceeded to head towards the uh, northern downs. And on your way there, you ran into a strange sight. In, in the middle of the night, you saw a carriage being chased by men on horsemen. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> that encounter led to uh, y'all sort of trying to defuse the tensions between some city guardsmen from the town of Nightingale and a royal carriage carrying the Countess Yenevive Brantley from Arafast. And that encounter, upon meeting her, all of y'all were creeped out and disturbed by her presence and also her <laughs> stagecoach driver. Uh, who I don't remember his name now that I remember. Now scared man. <laughs> scared. She, she took it from him. That's terrifying. his name. She took his name from him. <laughs> um, yeah, so y'all diffused that and kind of deci- discerned and deciphered that she had, while her hands were not dirty with the blood that had been oh, shed. Oh, her hands were there. dirty. <laughs> her hands were dirty. Uh, she didn't have a direct cause but she definitely sounded like she had been indirectly involved in the downfall of their mayor and uh yeah y'all let her go and the guards went back and sort of tried to um save their city uh take down the mayor and also tried to um remove the uh the the outbreak of the violet fever which hasn't been seen in Alaria for 50 years so, uh, y'all realized as you went into uh, the, I guess the, I think the uh, Northern Downs, um, that y'all probably needed to to make haste, and y'all did. Y'all made his, oh, I forgot. While y'all were wa- making your way, you realized that uh, the box, the chest that was carrying these shards of, of Nightbringer had been enchanted with a tracking spell. Uh, which Raytheon was able to deduce and uh, undid that spell, dispelled that magical incantation. And um, y'all realized as y'all made it through the Northern Downs that y'all were being tracked uh, by what you believe to be probably orc scouts. And uh, you also figured out that it probably was the king's head mage that had done this, had been tracking you. He was the other betrayer in the king's court. Um, y'all were able to make it through the Northern Downs uh, and lose your pursuers 
in in doing so. And right before you made it to Three Oaks, though, uh, y'all finally succumbed to the temptation and the power of the blades and had three visions. And uh, y'all quickly were able to figure out that uh, it was uh, Leo's ancestor, Isla Thundershield, that her soul has been encased in the... or uh, is trapped within the blade and that is where the blade draws its power from or gains its power from and so basically that it sounds like she is a lich uh y'all made it back to three oaks and uh everything seemed to be okay um y'all had did, some downtime did, did yeah. we all make it back to three oaks yeah, eventually eventually you all made did it back all of there. us <laughs> because up to this point makra had not been with any of that that's true. Makra had, had his has, own adventure. Has no idea about any of that stuff. Yeah. Makra had his own adventure. Um, yeah, so Makra's timetable is a little off. Um, I mean, we kind of, you know, it was time for Seth to come back. He was ready to come back to rejoin the podcast. So I think the timetable doesn't quite line up. Uh, but, hey, I, you know, it, he's back <laughs> eventually. I, I just spent more time with the orc council than yeah narrated. Which yeah, we just condensed the the proceedings down into a short, a uh, short few episodes. But yeah, Makra uh, went back with the arbiter of his uh, tribe, faced a tribunal, uh, of which he was basically um, freed of all. Uh, I guess this all charges were dismissed, exonerated. Yeah, exonerated. That's the word I was looking for. Um, however, you were attacked in the middle of the night uh, by a... Uh, Jealous lover. Well, werewolf assailant. Ooh, wow. <laughs> we haven't established that yet. Yeah. Uh, who you found out, discovered, that uh, once you apprehended them and, and subdued them, that it was actually um, the tribal leader's son who had also been in, uh, turned into a werewolf and was doing his father's bidding, um, as well as kind of realizing that um, Kerbag had a hand in turning you and trying to control you as a weapon, uh, as a werewolf weapon, basically. All of that was sort of um, discovered, and uh, Kerbag, you left Kerbag basically facing... Um, the consequences of his actions. And um, you returned in the middle of the night, and what we found out was that um, what had happened in, what been happening in Three Oaks is that our band of, of adventurers had made it back. They had, uh, they decided to um, buy, build a house. They had started building a house and a, a farm, a store, as well as maybe start a venture, an adventurer's guild. And uh, y'all sort of sort of split up and did your own sort of side quest. Um, Leo did some uh, enchanting with Ruby, as well as went on a date with Eliza Marigold, Ruby's mom. Another kind of enchanting. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Kat G helped Nobby... Uh, plant a garden for Afriel, as well as have a sort of a, a pseudo date with a young fawn, the blacksmith's uh, daughter, Sophie. 
And uh, yeah, um, Raytheon went on a mission or a few missions for Eliza Marigold mm-hmm. and her Thieves Guild to recover an astral shard that it sounded would be very pivotal in terms of trying to destroy the uh, the the blade uh, that the of Nightbringer, uh, the shards that y'all have been collecting. And uh, discovered on his adventures and missions that um, a duke, uh, or a count, sorry, Count of Arafast, um, Lucian von Strauger, uh, had basically hired the Nightblades to uh, steal this uh, magical artifact from um, Eliza on its way back to, to her. And that they were going to try and use it for a ritual themselves. Uh, Very possible a ritual that could remove a curse. So, um, with that, though, um, we sort of, everyone sort of came back together. uh, Except for Raytheon. Raytheon, since Jordan was out last time, I... Raytheon was just tied up with his business with Eliza. Um, everyone sort of made it back as as Akachi was making his way back to the house, his house, who it was not quite finished. Uh, he found that they had a, a visitor, a guest. Uh, and it was Freya, the captain of the guard, who had been, uh, who was on the run from a vampire herself. And, uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I, I totally, I, my mind's just out of it. I've been reading these notes, but uh, i definitely not reading them as best as I can. Uh, on one of Raytheon's missions, the very first one, um, you encountered a vampire as well who fled at um, before y'all could ascertain any sort of um, characteristics or description of the the character. It was at night and it was dark and uh, they sort of vanished in a puff of mist and smoke. Um, and so Freya shows up at uh, y'all's house and very badly wounded uh, and as Kachi is trying to sort of heal her up and patch her up uh, y'all are attacked by Nightblades again and Leo <laughs> Nightblades Leo Ruby uh, and Makra uh, all sort of uh, come back, meet up, and help fight uh, the Nightblades, and y'all were victorious. Y'all realize y'all discovered after interrogating one of the the Nightblades that uh, the prices, the bounty on your head, has gone up considerably, and uh, that and Mocker sort of shows up uh, in the middle of the night, like being teleported back uh, from his his people and his tribe. So we're pretty much all back together. Um, all back together. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're starting, we're going to probably fast forward a little time, but, uh, that's pretty much, I think, I think I'm hitting all the high points. I think that's pretty much the arc. I mean, there's that time of Raytheon summoned a giant, but that's true. That was part of the, that was part of the carriage chase. Yeah, I mean, it was an impressive thing, nonetheless. I think it was I, worth I, mentioning. I appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> Mister Jeffries. Uh, I hope Mister Jeffries, Jeffries comes back. 
We need, we need more Mr. We Jeffries. The, uh, <clears throat> the discussion about trying to redeem, you know, uh, El- Elsa. Yeah, it's, yes, you guys definitely did talk to uh, Morty and um, Morty and Afriel about redeeming Isla, and that it would definitely be a much harder attempt. Um, but it would it it is possible, not Im- not impossible, Im- improbable, maybe improbable, yeah, maybe improbable, but not impossible, uh, and that it would be a much difficult, yeah. much much more difficult road that you would have to basically uh travel to to figure that out so so this this really starts with us leaving the dwarven capital yep dwarven yeah. city of dol gordul yep this one really did feel a lot more like a like an actual rush like just like a hurry to get across the uh, the continent yeah um, yeah there was that definitely that tension of being chased um, I, I don't know I, what you're talking about. I thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy well. seeing. <laughs> um, I did enjoy seeing uh, the uh, the centaur tribe again. Yeah, and Raytheon got to meet them for the first time because the first time around he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, with them. yeah. That was um, that was pretty cool. I uh, really enjoyed the. Uh, Actually, ran into the shop, the shopkeep that was outside of the town right before um, we actually made it back. Where he's like, oh, uh, "Don't go through town, then." If you oh yeah, it. yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, the the halfling shop owner of the Northern Downs. Yeah, he definitely was like, "Don't be bringing trouble into the into my town." <laughs> we got the bramble, the blackberry bramble or uh, blackberry brandy there. Yeah, blackberry. They called it the bramble. They called it Bramble. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That was Bramble. nice. Being, yeah. Stopping in that town and just talking to that halfling guy and him just being like, look, we don't want any, any, <laughs> get out. Like, <laughs> I'll help you along your way. It's especially if it keeps, keeps us safe and, and, uh, out of, out of the world's notice. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts was running Willie over with the mine no, cart. That's that's the wrong wrong arc. Wrong arc. I, I loved no. it so much I had to bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. the squelching of the bones and the meat bag against it. Uh honestly, I think uh something that can't be understated is uh finding another uh figurine of creature. And then when we were vetting candidates for our shopkeep. The input uh, from Navi was... Uh, that was, was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have enjoyed, like, the um, the setting up of the town experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, downtime has been fun. It really has been. Yeah, because now it feels like a place that's not just, like, a place to get back to. It, it feels like a place where, like, we actually are bought in a little bit. Like, it's it's our spot in the world. Yeah. Um. That's that's a really cool feeling. As Kachi would say, it's finally a place to go and bleed out while you recover. <laughs> and ironically, it's something that makes Makra probably a little uncomfortable. Because he's always been nomadic. Yeah. So the, the thought of having an established home is weird. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, has Makra thought about just, you know, putting on Kachi's clothes and going down south to the dunes? I mean, you'd fit in quite all well there, right? 
Uh, I don't think the thought has crossed his mind, no. I mean, I would, would guess they hadn't. <laughs> yeah. I did have a point where I wished that Kachi were with me in the orc camp, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I had half hoped that we'd use your fun talent of just showing up someplace, even when it makes absolutely zero sense. I mean, that's yeah. basically what the talent says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we're gonna y'all are gonna have so much fun with that, and I'm. It's probably gonna drive me crazy, but it's gonna be fun hijinks along the way. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite parts from the arc, um, selfishly, was getting to explore some of Makra's past. Um, I I loved that. You know, Matt and I were able to communicate a little bit before I fully rejoined the cast, so to speak. But we kind of talked about this whole idea of the the dream walking sequence, where people would be able to essentially bear witness to the events of the past through Makra's eyes and his memories. I thought that was a really cool way to kind of flesh out some of that character and like. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun to talk to you. Fun to set that up. Yeah, looking back, I think yeah, it was it was um it's been this arc has definitely been a learning experience for me, just to to be able to figure out like to give you each something to do and kind of keep the pacing at a good good you know, good pace and um to see where you guys take it. It's been fun. It's been fun to sort of put the threads of or weave the threads of what's to come. Um, and maybe some characters y'all are gonna meet again. And uh, oh, and we had some resolution about that freaking owl. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> so that I was I was waiting because like that really genuinely was one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> I know that Raytheon's reaction to her was extreme, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean it was it was really nice to finally tie off that thread. Yeah. Because that's that's been like three years that we've not not known. Yeah, yeah. Ever since we started in in twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming nice up on three years. years. So, it's nice to actually know that we have a GM that gives a hoot. Oh <laughs> no, who? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm upset. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, as I, I'm I'm glad that it was satisfying, a satisfying resolution, because that was my concern was like, you know, with how long it took us to get back to Three Oaks. And um, it was kind of an ace in the hole. Like Eliza was always watching y'all. If y'all were in too much trouble, you know, that character, I could have popped her in. And, uh, oh. you know. Because there was a few moments where I thought, man, I, I feel like I'm going to kill these guys. I, I might need to scale this back. So <laughs> it was kind of just an ace and hole where I could always pull that out and, you know, maybe give another another NPC to help you guys along the way. So and that was my main concern was that it would be a satisfying sort of resolution. So it, so it was satisfying, Jordan, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was yeah. satisfying, like, to to finally have that. Because... So a little inside baseball, Matt and I really early in the campaign got on a phone call and designed Eliza's whole thing. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was, I mean, I'm new to the the whole idea of uh, fantasy, like writing for fantasy. I've written, I've read and watched a lot of fantasy, but I was like, hey, you got to <laughs> help me. Like, here's my ideas. Help me sort of form this idea of like a, yeah. a guild or a thieves guild. Yeah. And so, so like we sat on the phone for like an hour and uh and just sort of ran through what is this thing um now thankfully this is so long ago now that i don't remember any of it um (laughs) so so you know it's it's discovering it all over again but yeah but like being able to tie that in and then say like this is what this is gonna be in uh in this world and and being able to sort of bring that all back, I was a little worried that we weren't going to get to see it uh, at all. Yeah. And like, I figured the owl had to do with like the necromancer and all this stuff. And we just had this like huge structure sitting underneath (laughs) the, the facade of three Oaks that, that is this like (laughs) international thieves guild. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and then we were never going to get to see it. Because that's such a bummer when you're GMing a game and you've got this big thing that you've already constructed and the players never touch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and to be to, to be clear, like you had no idea about the owl. Like I think no, zero in, idea yeah. about the owl. That was all you. And so when I did that, I because I knew like Jordan kind of said, like, if we stick around three oaks, I think I'm really interested in this Thieves Guild. Like, this is a really cool idea. And I kind of just hinted at like, okay, they're not your normal thieves guild. They don't just steal stuff. They have sort of a more moral purpose behind it. And that's all, all Jordan knew. And so he was like, I kind of want to figure that, like, I want to know more about this. And so like, that was like, when y'all are in three Oaks and it just made sense. Like, cause with Morty being gone from the town, you know, Eliza was kind of like helping watch over things. And when a bunch of, you know, bumbling idiots come into her town, start talking about night blades and messing with, you know, ancient artifacts <laughs> and messing, you know, pulling her young, innocent, naive daughter into the, the chaos and, and mix of it. I thought she this pulled herself be, into that. <laughs> this would be perfect. Though. I was like, ah, this is this is going to be perfect. So it was fun. It was fun to to sort of bring that about and uh kind of come back to come back to that uh all that work that we did so long ago now yeah and like for for me it's a lot of fun because it's really facilitating this this turn in raytheon's character from uh from just you know being sort of like the wilderness guy to being uh to being this like he keeps saying stuff like predators don't deserve to live and then he's doing all these really really aggressive predatory things and so it's a really interesting angle for me to be able to like use the thieves guild stuff to do that yeah it's been fun it's been fun to see that what else what else sticks out to you guys about this arc other other highlights other favorite moments um the amount of creepiness of the countess like just the (laughs) The sheer like, um, it, it was it was genuinely surprising to me that she was that that she actually you actually managed to convey someone that creepy. <laughs> now, Matt is surprisingly good at playing the creepy role. 
I, I don't know what that says about him as a person, but it's out there now. Especially creepy females. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess there has been two creepy females that have popped up in this All campaign. All the creepy ladies. All the creepy ladies. <laughs> well, I'm going to take it as a compliment. I really am. I'm just... No, yeah, 100%. For seriously, yeah. Because, like, you remember that that NPC encounter made me as a person genuinely uncomfortable, and that's really hard to do. Well, I I do apologize for that. I, but like, what I'm saying is effective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was I was proud of how that that encounter went. Uh, for the most part, there's few few things where I was like, mm, could have done that better. But yeah, and I'm. She was she was fun to throw in there. It 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 helped too with the pacing. I think I think it was really good for you guys to sort of get yeah. a glimpse at, um, glimpse at some larger world things that are going on that are not so great. So, the the crazy part is really if you listen to the encounter, the thing that stands out the most actually might not be her. It's the way you played her. The driver of the coach. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just just run. She only goes out when <gasps> Oh dude, when you when you rolled that threat, I was like, oh, this is just so perfect. This is so this is like what a GM wants. He want I want to be able to give you guys just enough in those moments to be like, what the heck? And that just uh that that role was just a perfect role of like I gave you just a little bit, but I was able to hold back just enough to make you get or just just keep guessing as like, what did he mean by like run? She only travels when and it, from there it was just you got. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. Oh, crap. Was he going to say when it's night? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, it was his carriage. You couldn't see inside. All that well, um, am I the last boy to figure it out? <laughs> Am I the, the slow soft boy? I don't. I don't know. I. I may be. I may be the Sea World fish sandwich on this one. I don't. <laughs> Seth, you were about to say something though. Uh, like before we got on on the on the carriage thing. Yeah, and um, I wasn't you know part of the cast at the time, but I, when I was going back and listening to some of the episodes, um, one. I'm both impressed and annoyed at the idea of Kachi actually getting one of those war rams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they're so annoying. Love um, that so much. Uh, <laughs> and Raytheon was all, I think Jordan and Raytheon was all bored. I think Leo was like, Gavin was like, oh, let's just go. Let's go. We yeah. have got to get this thing, this the most deadliest thing in this world, back to Three Oaks the quickest we can. <laughs> we thought, why not goats? I was also very surprised that uh, that Merrick's, the necromancer, yeah, was I actually so killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> to the point where it was almost too easy. And I feel like we got the wrong guy. But of course, I wasn't there. I didn't oh, you know, jump into the Shadow Realm. To... Oh. Give some credit to strategy. A brilliant move that destroyed a good 20 pages of Matt's notes, I'm sure. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, I talked to my wife about 
I campaign every now and then. And uh, she, she indulges me. Like, she doesn't, she's, she would like to try this out, but in a yeah. personal around the actual table. Uh-huh. And she, she kind of lets me bounce ideas off of her. It, um, so there's a few things that I definitely will probably give her credit for later on down the line that hasn't happened yet. But I can't, the next day I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, did you have fun last night? I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. She went, what? I was like, they killed my bad guy. She went, oh, <laughs> can you bring him back? I was like, yeah, but I don't know if I want to. Like, and looking back, it's been the, I think the best thing to happen for, for this, for this story and, and for you guys. Like, I think he needed to die. Like, well, there's, there's gotta be stakes for the yeah. bad guys too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he needed to die. So I, in my head, I'm wondering like, was he also under the influence of this, whatever it is that we're trying to figure out is the next sort of big bad. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He was directly. Yeah. Like we saw a couple of times that him and Isla were like, that he was a servant of hers, I believe like directly. Yeah. I, I, I seem to remember that. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, but like there was a, a point right before you guys killed him where he was like, it was almost like he was a different person. Where I feel like the, the possession piece might have like left or whatever. Some kind of an influence may have abandoned him. I'm not sure. Well, like, you know, I, I mean, it was kind of. I remember I was getting kind of those kind of vibes. It's like, I don't, I don't know if this is the right guy. Oh, I and see. then. And then he got stabbed, and I was like, "Well, okay." We were right. Also, like out. from from like my pers- from my personal perspective, not like as Rathian, right? It felt a lot like Boromir at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring, um, you know, mm. where he was where he was just like like snapped out of it right there at the end. But Rathian didn't care about that. <laughs> he saw the Panther that killed half the village. You know, <laughs> like he, yeah, um. But like for me, it, it I, I agree, Seth. It felt it felt a lot like, hmm, that's that's weird. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that when we finally did kill him, his face didn't kind of melt back, and it turned out that he was Hasseldorf. Oh, jeez, <laughs> I'd have laughed my entire ass off. That would have been so I, funny. I did <laughs> wonder if he was a changeling of some sort because I don't think you all tested him with silver or anything. <laughs> Oh, the good old Emperor. That's just waiting for the one time uh, that we don't. Yep. That he catches it. Yeah. And it's I mean, just quantum if, changeling. Like, <laughs> what if I'm not actually playing Makra anymore? What if I'm a changeling as Makra? Oh, don't worry. Look, the second I showed back up, they tested me. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> like, like, if any of us is out of the oh. room for too long, we pass silver through their hand. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Y'all are definitely definitely on the changeling paranoid train. Yeah, like you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands, you show the silver. Like, yep. It's hard wiping with that silver toilet paper. Uh, oh no, <laughs> I really like the like the idea though of like like weirdo habits that adventurers pick up yeah. because like it was necessary <laughs> for a minute. The thing you that know, looks like, makes sense during the journey, but like. Years from now, like yeah. in a tavern. Oh, why, why well, you did you know, do that it's, with it's the like, silver? Uh, oh, oh, it's a long story. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's like it's like people who grew up in the Depression, like washing tinfoil. Like it's stuff <laughs> yeah. that made sense yeah. in context, but like now seems crazy. Ah, uh, just one day, one day it might happen. Never know. 
You never know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what who, might come down the can, line? Who can say? Who can say? Uh, what? Uh, any any characters that we hated? I know. You know, past few few arcs, we've had some some NPCs that we've individuals have sort of hated or uh, <laughs> loved or. Uh... <laughs> go ahead, Seth. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Willie. <laughs> my hate for him transcends that one arc were there any characters that y'all didn't like y'all just you like the character but like your characters just hated Kerbag Kerbag all day oh my character hated the shit out of Kerbag Kerbag was the uh, he was the villain I love to hate <laughs> oh like, yeah as a, as a character in the story uh, he's a great kind of a mini villain, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, immediate bad guy vibes. Um, immediate, just vicious hatred. Like, could <laughs> yeah. not wait to see this guy get his comeuppance. Ooh, it was good. And it really it helped that too. his name rhymes with dirtbag. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's perfect. And I was like, that's his name. I know they're gonna. I know exactly where their minds are gonna go, and that's just perfect. We're we're picking that. I mean, the first thing you do when you're naming NPCs is you go like, okay, what kind of nonsense, stupid thing does this rhyme with so that I'm going to have to put up with it for the next, like, three years? Well, clearly you didn't do that for Hasseldorf or Hasselhoff. Yeah, right? No, I I don't remember even how I came up with Hasseldorf. I think I was thinking about Harry Potter names, and that just kind of came to me, and I was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good crazy sort of wizard name and i was like he's I'm a crazy saying, sort old, of guy old baywatch never really hurt us one of the i i don't know their names because i wasn't paying that close attention uh <laughs> one of the guys who applied for the store job the, the really the really creepy one that was from the arcane fox oh cr- crag hated I hated Craig so much. Yeah, he worked for the Arcane Fox. Craig, the the Arcane Fox's servant. Yeah, his whole thing where he was just like, just give me a little bit of your blood, no big deal. Like <laughs> it's the biggest deal. Like you can you can you can listen to the episode and me just going like I'm not even there, just like no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean like the there's some like no one I really hated, um, but there was definitely some characters that applied for the job that i would not have enjoyed being around but like like yeah. I, I actually really did not want the drunk at all oh gretchen yeah yeah no <laughs> she was but, she was hard to listen to <laughs> but you gave her good like you gave her like reasonable stats like she wouldn't have been a terrible choice yeah, yeah she, she would have been okay uh she definitely wasn't drunk though gretchen grog did you have a storyline pl- uh planned out where like we would lose like a, 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 an entire keg or something <laughs> And, and also, I mean, like, yeah, I Matt, mean, like, what what were your alternate names for her? Like Tammy Tequila? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought I thought I'm gonna name these. I'm gonna have fun with this, you know. She yeah. oh, she's she's she likes to drink, uh, and I, and I think we were I had been playing some Sea of Thieves at that time, so I was like, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, yeah, that explains everything. Grog. Okay, Gret. I was like, Grog. What's a good G G name? I was like Genevieve Grog. No. Gretchen. Uh, there it is. Gretchen Grog. Yep. Yep. Gretchen Grog. I want to do alliteration on most of them, but Bonnie Winter, Winterbottom. Yeah. 
if Frank... It's, it's tough to hire Frank fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for Gretchen's like sister-in-law, Winona Wino. Oh, God, that would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Winona Wino. That's fantastic. Um, oh, man, opportunity. Oh, that would have been perfect. I, I really, really enjoyed... Um, like Nobby becoming a gardener, though. Yeah. That was, okay. That, that was, was cool. Yeah. Nobby has been one of my favorite parts. I'll say he's been a fun, a fun uh, little side side arc Just for a character like... that we essentially jokingly kidnapped. He's <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, like, laughs> like a pretty full those... fledged character in his own right. Which is aren't great. those the ones we love the most? Oh yeah. yes, of you course. know. I, I don't feel like Matt was even on board with us taking him. He's like, oh, no. fine, oh, fine. <laughs> he was just trying to find ways to kill him. Like that's I kind of feel like that came about from a role, and I might be wrong, but I think y'all had a really good role, and I was like, you know what, I had somebody just to help them. Yeah, we were we were outside of that library uh in the in the tower. Yeah, I feel like y'all did a really good role, and I was like, okay, I'll just give him a goblin. That makes sense. There'd be a goblin there. And I was like, Yeah, whatever, he'll be friendly. And and it just one one small decision after another just uh, yeah. led to. And so for anybody who's listening to this, this is this is how you get your GM to do just like the bullshit is <laughs> you you uh, you have them make one tiny decision in the direction you want them to go. It's it's perfect. Yep. <laughs> It'll snowball. Give a mouse a cookie. Here's a I actually have, have his, his, I actually have stats for Nobby too. So. Oh yeah, I, I remember this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to upload those. Green thumb. Nobby knows how to grow them. He does. <laughs> knows how to grow them. He's beloved in Three Oaks so much so they'll often stop, stop and help the little guy. He's he might is he more cunning than I am? Yep, he has more cunning than I do. I gave him some good good decent and stats. Just as agile, just as present. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's got that's... a lot of he's got a lot of ones. One in willpower, one in presence, one in intellect. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking sense. about? People with ones in willpower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I feel like I need to start playing Mako more like he has the one presence that he does. I play him with a far greater social ability than what he actually does. But... Just take notes on Raytheon. Um where you just sort of eschews polite society when it's not like immediately expedient. That would fit his character, you know, nomadic and all. It did seem like it was um, a more compact one with less characters, just because a lot of it was just hauling Heine across country. Yeah. So there wasn't, we didn't really have the dearth of inter- of interactions we normally would. Um, so most of it has been in Three Oaks, so that's why most ranches yeah. is going to be that. But I've I've so enjoyed the time there. Yeah. Well, and for for me on the way over, one of the coolest things for me was like it got the I, I had the chance to make Raytheon like the wilderness ranger that I kind of built him to be to begin with. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to we got to uh, see him shoot down a a hawk that was tracking them with a bolt of ice. <laughs> You know, we got we got to see him raise Mr. Jeffries from the stones of the earth. You know, we got to we got to. uh, Oh, man. Like disenchant the the chest so that it wouldn't allow tracking anymore. Like Raytheon got to be really, really useful. Yeah. um, In in those situations. And I, I I felt really great about that. 
All right. So what are some other favorite character moments? Anybody have, have any? That Mr. Jeffries, like just that whole thing was, was amazing. Now, I mean, now that we're mentioning it, <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> Agreed. I wasn't even there, but I, I remember listening to that episode. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> this is really cool. Oh, yeah. Mr. Jeffries forever. <laughs> what happens? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kaji, you got any you got any mo- favorite moments for Kaji? Um, I mean, I think I already said some of them with the uh, the the carriage ride and a couple other things. But I, there was one moment that I think kind of got glanced over that I really liked, uh, especially, and that was uh, falling asleep in Afriel's room. Uh, and like as the vines like reached out to make a shelf and all, and then I take out creature and like put him down there. Like, huh? She's like, I'll set these outside. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. And also, also the most awkward courtship of uh, the fawn. Definitely. <laughs> that was great, though. I think Kachi tele- tele- telepathically kept trying to reach out to Nami, be like, "What do I do?" <laughs> then Nami has like really good answers. All men, if. <laughs> If you want a woman to respect you, you must respect her first. <laughs> wow, Nobby, wow. You gotta do it in the mat voice. Uh, yeah. Mm, uh, 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 respect uh, the woman first. Which by the by the way, Nobby's voice basically being somehow less articulate sling blade is one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes you you pick voices and you wonder if anybody will ever figure it out. If Nobby ever reveals that he loves, uh, you know, like mustard biscuits, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> what about you, Gavin? Any any last favorite moments for Leo? Um, oh, man, that just really, it really, I just have to emphasize that it really was the, the building of Three Oaks is like a place for us that that just has been exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Okay. And that's Makra's least favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Seth, what, what about you? Last, last, uh, any last moments, favorite moments for Makra? Yeah. I, I think for him, it's really just been able to reconnect with his past in that way. Um, and essentially having his whole, his whole understanding of his childhood completely flipped on his shoulders. I mean, he thought he was responsible for the death of his whole tribe and now he wasn't. And so like, he's got a lot of figuring out to do. Um, I, I was, I, I think I, he still recognizes that the potential for that was there. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the burden of guilt is now taken away. I think mm-hmm. for me, that was a scary moment because like, you know, I, I don't ever want to do anything that goes against your, you guys' characters. And so like flipping that on its head and, and going, there's a different take to this. It was kind of scary. Cause I wasn't sure. No, how, I love that. I'm sure how you would feel about that. No, I loved it. Um, and you know, we've had that conversation before. I pretty much give you free reign, um, to adjust or adapt or tweak things kind of, as we go, especially with Makra's backstory or whatever else. And I, I think, I think the way we handled it, it worked out really well because, it kind of touched on this theme of of guilt and trauma for children and how so often they will internalize or uh, sort of assign the the blame to themselves even when it had nothing to do with them 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think as an adult, as he was kind of starting to wrestle with this reality for most of his life, he had borne that guilt upon himself. Only, only to realize that his own perceptions of it from his childhood was drastically different than what the reality actually was. Yeah, and I mean, it just it just made sense. Like, um, just the whole tra- trauma of everything just made sense that you would have Marker would have a, a warped perception of it. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, warped reality would would you know, bear pretty negative consequences on on his life. Yeah, I mean, how many times in, whether it's in a TV show or a movie or something else, like there's a, a kid that does something just very small or simple, like, like they step on a crack in the sidewalk and their mom's back breaks and they think, oh my gosh, I did that. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was, it's just, it's totally just random circumstance or chance, but in the mind of a child, it's correlation, it's causation, it's like, oh my gosh. Somehow I did that, and they start to have that kind of guilt um, to the point where sometimes they can't even talk about it. And in Makra's case, not only could he not talk about it, he had no one to talk about it with because everyone was pretty much dead or was otherwise essentially kicking him out. Yeah, and there's, there's probably still some some things that will get revealed probably in, in this next arc with that as well. Just some some kind of things to tie things up. But you mean I didn't get all my answers figured out? <laughs> well, I don't know if everything will get answered, but I think there'll be a few more m- notes that'll sort of kind of resolve a. I don't know. They'll get a, give you a sort of a different, um, a different perspective on things as well, too, um, and reconnect you with I think a few things. So it, it'd be it, it. I'm excited to to um, yeah. I'm really excited to get to this next arc. Uh, this has been a fun arc to to write and play and there's bef- definitely some moments where i was a little little scared uh the the altar scene with <laughs> the orc children that was definitely i was a little worried about how that would go over sketchy yeah a little, little concerned about like how these little mini arcs would go for you guys um in different ways though like for for raytheon the danger of a hidden very powerful assailant adversary, you know, adversary. Um, Leo, the the interesting sort of endeavor of enchanting a magic carpet. Yeah. Um, which, by the Sounds way, cool. I'm going to give that uh, magical. Uh, I think you rolled a triumph, and we were going to decide what that was. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and say that 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 magic carpet has the reinforced quality to it. Oh, fantastic! So I think that would be very fitting and very useful. You guys can't you can't break it now. It cannot be broken and by normal you means. Can fall off of it. <laughs> you can't <laughs> fall off of it though. <laughs> I wanted it to have the diamond in the rough quality. <laughs> in my mind, um, at some point, I'm going to be doing basically the Bruce Banner thing from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm going to jump off this flying carpet, thinking. <laughs> I'm just going to land and I'm going to turn into a werewolf. It'd be great. And I just go bonk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Aim for the bushes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that's it. I think we're going to hop out of here and uh, we'll uh, play some, some bloopers and outtakes. So hope y'all enjoy that and we'll catch you on the next episode.
those character sheets. Oh, yep. Those got lost when my old laptop crashed. Oh, man. Uh, I have no idea. That is a bummer. I had I had some other characters I created that I was really looking forward to using at some point. I have to make them again. Yeah, didn't you have uh, a gambler yeah. you really wanted to try? I had a gambler I wanted yeah. to try out. Um, I had an assassin droid that I'd put together. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, he was designed to look like a protocol droid, like C-3PO. Um, but then he would he, like use knives to get up, <laughs> get up real close in person. So, HK-47, but knives? <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, his, his designation was Z-4-C-K. Zach. Nice. That's great. Reminds um, me of Servo Sean. Oh gosh. No. It's no. nothing <laughs> like Servo Sean. <laughs> no, nothing like Sher- Servo. Servo Sean is terrifying to behold. <laughs> Zach is very friendly and very approachable, which is what makes him so dangerous. Is because people are like, oh, he's just a dumb protocol droid. And walk past and then suddenly, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. for the listeners who uh, never got the pleasure of meeting Servo Sean, uh, he was a droid that was convinced he was a Wookiee. And draped in a uh, ill-fitting fur uh, rug that was spattered with blood. And was it um, an Ewok fur too? No, he thought Ewoks were the female of the species. Yep, yep. Because I played an that, Ewok. That makes sense. That was that was a fun camp. That was a it was a fun one shot. That <laughs> no. was a fun one shot. I thought okay. from the I'm pretty sure from the character art I saw he looks like he was wearing the skin of a <laughs> an Ewok. A teddy bear. Uh, I mean, like, that just, still tracks with what he believes about Ewoks. So That's true. Didn't you just send us a picture of that a little while ago? I think so. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 And he does look terrifying. He was terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it def- definitely has, like, Ewok ears. <laughs> my name is Servo Sean, and my arms are my weapons. <laughs> I cannot put them down. Like, there are, there are definitive little round teddy bear ears that yep. Wookiees do not have. So that is definitely the skin of an Ewok. My thought was that he, at some point he asked somebody to help re- restore his fur. And in a terrified manner, they thought he might be a Wookiee, might be an Ewok. So they tried to make it as close a resemblance as possible. Hmm. See, like, this is what happens when we're given restrictions. Like, you operate within this established universe. Yep. Like, and it's it's frankly a miracle that more horrifying things haven't happened in this campaign as a result of character creation. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was very thankful. There's still time. No, there, no. There's time. Gavin's right. We need to step it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing out our failures. No, please, please, Lord, please, God, hear my prayers. <laughs> please, no. Please save me from this hell. <laughs> hell, I'm in hell. I'm in hell. I was white knuckling it the whole time. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> now, would you like me to go for the non-offensive ad? Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's. Oh, let's, let's, let's the ad that, that will never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we could do that one. That one. Might Ooh, be, man, yeah, that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The symphony of facial expressions. Oh my god. <laughs> How much suck did you suck if you could suck any more suck? <laughs> so Donovan would always tell me. There's some context well. I don't have here, guys. That <laughs> was and, a uh, I'm okay. not gonna go I'm not gonna go looking for it. My favorite <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite moments was when we brought Donovan back a double chocolate 
cookout milkshake. Oh my god, I felt awful about this. <laughs> and it exploded. <laughs> well, because we got out of the car and decided we were all going to switch seats in front of the girls' dorm because yeah. we're a bunch of morons. Chinese fire I ran deal. directly into <laughs> David. No, James. Uh, it was James. James? It was, was James. James? Okay, he went all so over his shirt and, and pillow. Was in the, <laughs> me too. It was in my head and... All over my car exploded. <laughs> it was it was all over the back of Matt's car. I was I was just left holding like like my fingers had all punched through the sides of this cup. Yeah, but it went. I felt ice cream from the back of my car to the front of my car. <laughs> like, it was amazing. The arc on that shit was everywhere. awesome. <laughs> I did though buy Donovan another milkshake next time we went to cookout. Oh, I made, sure, I, I made that, up for it. <laughs> that's who. Uh, that's who lost out in that story. Not the guy with the chocolate bar. Oh, it was I, a Heath, oh, it it was a Heath bar milkshake. I thought it was just a chocolate. No, nope. Heath. Yeah, it had pieces of a Heath bar in it. Nah, it came off my car pretty easy. I just ran it through a, a drive. Oh, I was on the outside of your car. Yeah, yeah no, not, no, the not the inside. Not the inside. No, no it this was, happened it, like it, like they, we both they ran fell around the, the ground. Back. Yeah, like, they ran around the back, and as they turned the corner, they went splat, and the milkshake <laughs> like, was in between. Straight them. Straight in. <laughs> well, and like we were trying to pull the tightest corner around that car that we both possibly could, and took oh, exactly man. the same route. Oh, so it, was, just, it was awful. Which group's the evil one? Yeah. Um, I use my triumph to ascertain um, or to get uh, to, to notice something that would tell me which side I would want to aid. The carriage is covered in Dalmatian fur. <laughs> what, what is your name one more time? Fay, Fayrora. Ferora. Oh, I was right. Fayrora. 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 I'm going to be like, so Fayrora. Hi, baby. <laughs> I I buy Rora. How are you today? Oh no, he's choking. He's I mean he's coughing. He's dying. Don't do that. Don't kill Donovan. Do you have any questions or any comments? Insults? I mean, yeah, do you have any insults? You know, your face is a uh, good for the podcast medium. Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My mom always said I had a face for podcasting. Which was weird given given the year it was. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew what that was in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. That was back when grips were called pods and she used to throw it out in the water. Fishing for grouper. That's why I call Matt a Moses baby. <laughs> You're a Moses baby. That's riggedy riggedy races. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it is. Business. You deserve a sack on your head. Put my. I'm going to knock you down the ground to your unconscious, and then I'm going to put my sacks on your face. I, why do all of your phrases like that start with, I'm going to knock you unconscious? I'm going to stomp a mud hole in you. I'm going to stomp in your mud hole. Wait, fuck. <laughs> what? How do you catch catfish? Noodling. Is that what they call it nowadays? <laughs> I'm going to noodle in your, your mud hole. Mm-mm. Nope, that's not making it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't accept that kind of person around here. We respect mud holes here, boy. <laughs> My daddy was raised in a mud hole. You don't, you don't talk to your fellow man that way. You be polite and courteous. That, that's not a voice that's usually polite and courteous. 
Okay, so we're going to count you down? Uh, sure. I look forward to your countdown. All right. By order of bands. Primus. Nirvana. S Club 7. Creed. Creed 2. <laughs> Creed 3. The Awakening. <laughs> Creed 4. What is going on? Daisy Jazzy DF. Molly <laughs> Crew. Molly Crew 2. <laughs> Bartolomus Prime. Four Beatles. And then Ono. Three Doors Down. Third Day Blind. Boys Two Men. One Direction. Go. <laughs> God help you. Thank you. Leah. Guys, this is good audio. This is great audio. And one of the guys sneezes. goes, I've been infected. <laughs> Run for your lives. Not as unlikely as you might think, but wait. Do I, like, learn a little too much about her in this or something? Like... She Sharon stones you. Oh, no. The lo- oh. <laughs> no. no I, we are not going to basic instinct the cab ride. No. It's I as just... bad as making the joke, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sent this to the wrong person. Or did you all get that? No, I didn't send it to everybody. Never mind. I sent that to just Jordan. Wait, why is this a picture of you doing the truffle shuffle? There's a truffle shovel. That's not how you wear socks. Sorry, sock. Um. So when we uh, when we buy another rank in a uh, in a talent, it's we're paying. Awesome. Are we paying the next rank's cost? Or I can't remember how that works. And slot. So it it basically just fits into the higher tier. So if you buy it as a tier one. The next time you buy that a rank in that talent, it's a tier two, and you pay okay. Tier two, so, and it has to go into a tier two slot. Okay, so um, I would have to so to to rank up in enduring, which is a tier four. You know, I would have five. to pay. I would have to pay twenty five. It wouldn't take up an. It wouldn't take up a rank five slot though, right? Yes, it would. It would. It takes up both. Each rank is basically okay. like. Uh, a, a tier higher. So do I have to have a tier five slot available to uh, to do that? Yep. So okay. It keeps the game from being broken. Trust me, I've tried it. I okay. No, it makes sense. I just I just had never looked at it before. I really thought because when I first got Genesis, I looked at it, I was like, that can't be that broken. Why are they being such sticklers? And I created a character that had like all just grit. And the first thing I was like, yep, okay, it's broken. <laughs> That's why. Okay. <laughs> like yeah this is how you make a uh, op wizard that has you know 28 strain and and (laughs) just unlimited casting (laughs) oh that's not a mic oh is that not a mic is that your i've been upgraded you're not asking the best question (laughs) does it vibrate (laughs) why is it that shade is it, it no man it's mechanical you can get whatever shade you want that's not the weirder with that shape. It's Wait. his life. This is bringing a new meaning to the words powder coated. Wait. <laughs> if you're unlucky, it's going to go down south. I think we've very well established that we are unlucky in this instance. <laughs> it's the Morty Wrath. As I was walking by the one night. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and... Uh jump into this. Somebody want to count me down. 12, 11, 10, 
Carbonite. Mama starts with D. Sodium. Francium. Egg. Potassium. I loved, I loved how Jordan was all committed to giving me a great countdown. And it mm, stopped at like nine. I was I was not. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the secret. I was I was never I was never gonna finish that. <laughs> Gravity it was, it was, induced that was time dilation. Always a tease. <laughs> well you learn anything from prison. <laughs> Got it. Thank, thank you, Robot Voice, for telling us about our privacy being violated by Matt. <laughs> Recording in progress. That means you didn't record any of what I just talked That's right. That oh, is no, true. I, had, I, I didn't. That would have been great for bloopers. I'm sorry. Both, both true yeah. and good. <laughs> I mean, d- darn. Oh, shucks. D- uh, ding, dang. I can't believe it. I, it oh, man. Ding, ding, dang it. Ah, oh, dang. Ah, oh, rat. Ah, oh, singular rat. Ah, <laughs> oh, rat. <laughs> Charlie Brown, you feeling okay today? Rat. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? Why? That just oh, destroyed God. me, man. I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> Charlie Rat to say rat. I'm a dead man. I just... <laughs> Oh great! That's that's gonna be a weird blooper right there. Why did Jordan? Why did Jordan laugh at that stupid joke? All he said was "rat." He <laughs> killed him. Just, so, he saw um, Charlie Brown saying it in his head, and it killed him. Uh, yeah, just picture like that's exactly what it was. <laughs> just visualize it too strongly. Jeez, Chuck. I gotta, I gotta go get some water. This is. <laughs> oh gosh oh boy you want to learn the most interesting fact i found out today oh Oh, great if it's about sex no i'm not a one trick pony man okay which is another good name for a brothel but um (laughs) (laughs) i I, I forgot to pour the uh, the Coke in the in the in the cocktail I was making. Ah, uh, yes, that will make a difference. Yes. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, real gold. He's not dead yet. She smiles. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean. I'm kidding. He's very dead. <laughs> He's very dead. <laughs> <laughs> Woody brought him back here, and I, I cut his head off. By the way, that is that is one of the most intimidating things you can tell someone. Is you, you just point at them and go, I'm going to shit your pants. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Never have I been more dominated by another person. <laughs> Dobby lived there permanently as a uh, person growing stuff. Dobby. <laughs> Uh, what I call him? Nobby the Nobloblin. Nobby the Nobgob. Maybe, maybe don't say that. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? What's wrong, Jordan? Rat. Rat. Macra. That's not correct. According to the Alarian Wikipedia, it's pronounced Macra. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
<laughs> I was gonna say like how crazy it would be if we uh, if there were like actually like a fan wiki for this podcast for this game. That would be so funny because we are so inconsistent. Like, <laughs> yeah, aren't I running the Reddit? I didn't know there was one. We have a Reddit. I don't even know if it works. <laughs> no, there's a subreddit for hazardous casuals. I've posted a few things in there. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I even knew about that. Since Makra is an orc, can we make it canon that he's not a werewolf? He's a werewarg. Wouldn't that make sense? Nope. What do you mean, nope? It's whatever Makra says it is. What is what is a werewolf? A warg. That's like the orcs' wolves. Oh, oh, a werewolf. That's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, warg. G. Okay, I didn't hear a G in there at all. What, what did, did you, you hear? Ward, like, uh, like this is my ward, <laughs> as in Bert Ward. <laughs> no, Timothy. Bert. Okay, I heard that too. I thought at first he said werewart, and I was like, "Where's mm. this joke coming from?" Wart, you're a wart. He turns into a wart, obviously. It was an insightful. Yeah, if I'd heard warg the first time, like a hundred percent, like, okay, that'd be a good question for for. for uh. So in the future, we should just suspect anyone with a crazy high roll for anything. We need to yes. go track down the barkeep for that first bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to sweep up for some coins. Okay, that'll be two red dice. No, three. There's three red. <laughs> three red. Are you a lich? Are you a lich? <laughs> if there was somebody in the bar that was actively thwarting you. <laughs> some <laughs> some dickhead who was just like putting mud, like using elemental magic to put... uh. Yeah. Primal magic to put mud on the floor right after you mop it over. Yeah, it was a. Uh... <laughs> That'd be so funny if that was a real thing. Two, two red die. Yeah, like we don't know this, but he's like the. Uh... I thought it was three. I thought it was three red. I think it was yeah, two. It was. It oh, was. I think, I think it, it might have been three. Mopping was two. Just trying to make a, a slightly sweeten the pot with uh, Ruby's mom was yeah. three. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, exactly. She's a she's a tough cookie to crack. There's a Mr. Miyagi of bar owners. He's like, yes, this Dunero will stay here a long time. Is Mr. Miyagi Russian? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about my voice for the ad today. Now so I'm he pretty is. sure he's pretty sure he's from California. <laughs> he's Russian oh. now. Russian? Where is he off to? <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I was... <laughs> he says, "Okay, now drink a beer. Drink, drink a beer. Great, drink, and uppercut. Drink, drink vodka. <laughs> drink vodka and give uppercut. Hurugan. Mm, that's nope. That's uh, <laughs> that's wrong too. Sonic boom. They have to find mom." You were you. Everyone is with him except for except for Seth and Makra. Makra is far, far away. Far, <laughs> far, far away, Matt. No, 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 no. And a long time ago. No hand in gestures. A, in a galaxy far, far, far away. away. Well, she's nine months, so the story is not very involved. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I am a hedgehog. I live in the bushes with my mom. We are very protected by our bodies. We accidentally sat on the hedgehog. <laughs> oh no, someone put a shirt on a cat and played pianos with its paws. Tap, tap, tap goes the nails on the carpet, sealing the hedgehog underneath. 
Stomp, mm-hmm. stomp, stomp goes the floor maker. Note, note to self. <laughs> My work so is done. Never let Donovan read, tell, or write a children's story. Or watch your pets. <laughs> or finish your carpet. <laughs> or do anything. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds fair. No, wait, I'm asking this to the wrong person. Dobby, how would you like to have your own prayer garden and farm? Who's Dobby? Nobby, whatever his name is. Nobby? You think you get a pass after Hasselhorf? I think the Hoff is just Half fine. a horse? <laughs> Half a horse. <laughs> I think I think that's one of the centaurs you met in the uh, in those woods. <laughs> Matt, that's not how you count. Monday, Tuesday, half seven. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, happy day. <laughs> Check it out. Friday, Saturday. Happy day. Is it in, my, day. Pocket? Is it in Two. my pocket? Sunday. Sunday. Sa- oh, so Saturday. It's yeah, Saturday. no, I specifically start on the wrong day. Sunday. What a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate you. I hate you so much right now. Oh. That was so good. Was, I wanted to go for it, but I was slick. like, this is so wrong. This is so oh. wrong. <laughs> Three, two, potato. Make sure you're all not cheating yourselves or cheating me. (laughs) As if we could keep track well enough to try. (laughs) It's the most fun to cheat him. (laughs) If you ever figure out how to control that, let me know. I might put you on speed dial. Whatever that is. What does that mean? Speed (laughs) speed stone. Uh, Speed stone. Yeah. Speed dial. You're going to throw a rock at him? Yeah. No, it's like. You know, Don't do this, Gutchy. It sounds stone dangerous. Of, stones of far speed. You know, you'll you type in anyway. All right, let's, let's All see right. ya. I, I can't tell. Is she coming on to me? I I think so. We should have an NPC called Spitzel. <laughs> um, Spitzel and Schmaltz. <laughs> I like how two, two he-he's summons the kid from The Simpsons, but three he-he's summons Michael Jackson. <laughs> You've exposed the werewolf enough for it to go Orgax's way. Yep. Okay. Yep, that was my phrasing. So it's Orgaxing. Oh no, 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 no. I hate you all. Sorry, I had to go make sure my house looked less haunted. Mm-hmm. It's what one has to do sometimes. It's one of my favorite Dilbert comics. Okay. The, the boss, the boss was talking about <clears throat> like this new government mandate. It's like he doesn't know what to wear <laughs> for this for this mandate. <laughs> and Dilbert's like, I don't think that's what it means. And the boss goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I I see the way the postman looks at me. <laughs> I see the way the postman looks at me. <laughs> Always going to the shapeshifter. Hey, once one, it's like time travel. Once you bring it up, it's always a factor. Look, if if you're right once, <laughs> I wonder if this entire time Donovan has been shapeshifter, and this is him subtly inviting us to figure it out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I want, I want Leo to to, to get to uh to uh 
nab uh, a marigold girlfriend, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk sexy with Matt. <laughs> I wondered, like, how far is he wanting to take this? That is not a. Even if his character is doing it, it's still in the end going to be Gavin <laughs> and Matt. <laughs> Like, how can we make this happen where me and Matt are not saying, oh, you've got very nice hair. Oh, oh, I like what you're doing with your fingers. Oh, oh, Marigold. Oh, Marigold. Eliza. I think, that, I think at that point we hire other actors to play those roles. It just kills Matt's soul so much that he's he's just like monotone. Yes, I, I'm doing what I can. Doing what I can. <laughs> Harder. Oh, baby. Harder. Oh, baby. Pull my hair. Get the honey out of the, the bear tree. Don't worry, it happens to everybody. Finally, I'm all alone. Just me and my Legos. Finally, this podcast belongs to me. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't know what to do with it anyway. You guys want to jump into this? And this I don't know how this tonight's going to turn out, boys. This is going to be a wild ride. We never know how it's going to turn out. You always say that, and we never know. I mean, humor can be appreciated from many different... I mean, I laugh at a lot of different... Like, the same people who find you funny find me funny, so... Yeah. Hey, my looks have nothing to do with <laughs> Yeah, it's a good good thing we don't record the video on any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about up. doing YouTube, but uh, you can see if we could get some money, but that's a lot more work than I have time for. So, Wait, what are you having me do? I'll wear a barmaid outfit. <laughs> yeah, we don't. So, so listeners, if you would like to see what Donovan looks like, <laughs> just send us the checks at our Patreon. Do we have a Patreon? Let's get a Patreon. We need a Patreon. So that people can learn what Donovan really looks like. Don't get me some spandex pants. <laughs> so you've you've successfully moved. You're back up in. Yeah, if you can call that successful. <laughs> I think anywhere in Florida would be unsuccessful, but that's Aww. just me. Aww. I've heard things, man. I've heard things about this weird Florida man that always seems to get himself into all sorts of trouble and hijinks and. You guys are just jealous. You don't have a superhero who's white trash. <laughs> oh, look at our superhero. <laughs> white trash. Lord <laughs> <He's>, man. <laughs> he can stop a speeding bullet once. <laughs> <laughs> who's Freya? Do I know Freya? The general. You the, have the, never met her. No, well, yeah, you did. He, he was just invisible in yeah. the room. He just invisible in the room. Oh, that yeah, you you remember her? Yeah, she's basically the guard yeah, of, I, of the queen. I remember her because I was totally there. <laughs> totally there. What are the walls made of? If you can just stick a sword through them, most of them. Were just, I mean, like I said, yeah. framed. They were. They, it's just the frame right now. Maybe some like outer layer, some outer layer wood or something. I don't know. Or inner inner, inner wall. I don't know. Some inner wood. Inner wood. Inner wood. <laughs> so you test her changeling with silver. How do you test for vampires? Garlic. <laughs> yeah, throw some holy water at them. Is that yeah. how it works in this world? Uh, I don't know. I'm Are you going to go around uh, a royal palace just testing everybody? 
Have you met Catchy? I mean, is paranoia one of his flaws? It should be. At this point, it should be. <laughs> he should have that that flaw most definitely. I' not completely sure Catchy's doing that for the test, but why is Catchy doing that? It's a way to have a conversation, I think. <laughs> hey, are you changeling? <laughs> and they go. I want to oompa loompa you. Nope. I want to oompa you. you I want are. to oompa your loompa. Speaking of oompa loompas, I was watching a funny TikTok the other day where somebody asked the question, "Hey, what movie would be made worse by adding a sex scene to it?" <laughs> yep, Charlie and Chuck. And the reason was because of the oompa loompas. Like, could you imagine them singing along to the sex scene? Down the tunnel of hysteria. <laughs> in out in. Out. Oh mm-hmm. no! <laughs> Don't fall the horn. Oh no! 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna gonna uh, re- give that that question dignity by a response. So. <laughs> isn't that isn't that itself a response? response? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> You're our cottonhead Niggy Loggins. Ninny Maloggins. Hmm, I don't know what that is. Ninny Maloggins. What's that? Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's a Ninny Maloggins. It's close to a Ninny Muggins, but it's different. Oh, Ninny Muggins. There we go. Content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. The Genesis role-playing game, Genesis logo, and Realm of Terranoff are property of Fantasy Flight Games. Any content used from Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casuals Podcast. <laughs>